Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines and get ready to rumble. Bo diggity diggity diggity, let's go racing, boys. Welcome back to the program. It's episode number 38. This is your host, Hopsy. Back for more. A little bit of a hiatus. Um, unfortunately, there was a writer's strike. And for those of you that are familiar with the industry, when something like that occurs, there's there's quite literally nothing that you can do. Um, you being myself, uh, the uh, the producer of such a program. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it was all up top. It was up there with corporate. Some people were pulling some strings. They were slapping some things around, unfortunately. Completely out of my control. But I think that all of my dedicated listeners will understand that such a thing might happen from time to time. But folks, we are back. It's the playoffs. Playoff hockey is here. I'm going to tune in. I haven't watched a single hockey game since I was still in Alabama. Since about uh, the second week of the season, honestly. It might be January since I started just not watching hockey. I just went all of a sudden with the COVID, all the the COVID season, the lack of fans. I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't give a shit. But now playoffs are back. I'm into it. Uh, Baseball, uh, the season is set forth. We're not in the dog days of summer baseball season-wise, but the season is well underway. Things are established. The good teams are starting to be seen visible. So I've been taking a big interest in baseball this year, but my attention will be directly turning to hockey as the playoffs roll forth. But one thing, I mean, I, I have a problem right now. I've been working, and I've been getting really used to waking up early. I can't even fucking make it through a game at night. I watched the game one of the Leafs the other day. I missed the entire third. I just fell asleep. I didn't even know what happened. Didn't even see the game winner. So not much to comment on it uh, or much of the play because I, I can't s- seem to get, keep my fucking eyes open for an entire game. So that's an issue when you're trying to analyze a hockey game. But that word analyze and hockey game is starting to be a little bit of a point of contention with myself. Analyst. Analyst. That word. When did they start calling commentators or broadcasters analysts? Why are we analyzing everything? Why can't we just like watch the sport and enjoy it? Now, this is my opinion. Again, I'm not telling you this is the way it's fucking be. Because people like to think that's what happens whenever you say something on something like a, a piece of content like this. But, I mean, this is... I. I I can't. I I want to smash my head when I when this kind of stuff goes on. You're watching a playoff game, and they're like, "So and so needs to be a little bit more accountable up the middle of the ice." I'm like, "What did you just say? Who the fuck are you? Shut up! I don't care if you played 25 years of NHL hockey. You're calling a guy out for playing bad up the middle of the. What are you saying? You're we're we're both watching the game. Like let's just watch it. Let's just why don't you just call, it's called a commentator." Like, were they called analyzers when they first started, like, talking about sports? They're like, ah, he passed it up to Schumann, but he should have went right to Shorzy. Like, that's sometimes what I get the vibe, and it just drives me nuts. They're like, they got to watch the cross checks. It's getting a little crazy. Like, can you shut the fuck up, Dave, up there in the booth? Like, who are you? We don't even, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know if you can skate. So why are you commentating on the actions of a professional athlete paid millions at the highest level doing what he, just let him do what he does down there. I don't give a shit what your mouth does up here other than tell me where the puck's going, if it's in the corner or not. Sometimes this analyzing, it pisses me off. That's like, <clears throat> I'd be like, oh yeah, Fleetwood Mac, they had a really good album, but fuck. It would have been really, it would have been even better if they sung a little different. Or it's like, so-and-so didn't get the Oscar award, but you know what would have, t- 
You know what would have taken her to her talents to another sky high limit? As if she was a little bit different in take three of that movie back way back when. No, we don't do that. It's just stupid. To me, that's like the same thing. It's asinine. Like it just really makes me wonder what's going on. And just, just why can't we just watch the sport and enjoy it? We're always like dissecting it. And it's all this like bullshit that comes along with that. And I'm sick of it. All right. I just want to watch sports. I want to enjoy it. I want to cheer. I want to get loud. I want to go, yeah, ha, 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 you, hoo, hoo. You know what I mean? Holy moly. Um, folks, we got an interview today. Um, for some reason, I needed a guest to shock me with this little bit of a snap. I tried to record an episode the other day and I just thought it sounded bad. I was like in my own head. And then again, I was like, I have to release this because maybe that means it's better. Because if I think it sucks, maybe somehow that actually means it's better. But um, off that little bit of a drought, we'll call it. But uh, we got a good episode out there today. I had to get my buddy Jamal Watson in, SPHL President's Cup champion. Uh, because that's the content that you people need to fucking hear. I'm over the NHL. I'm over it. In my eyes, it's it's a pretty boy league at this point. You know, you, I want to watch a bunch of kids that fucking never had to work a summer job and just got to sit on the fucking cottage driveway of their father's freshly sealed forest cabin driveway and just shoot pucks all summer because they had nothing else to do with their lives. Yeah, I would probably be pretty good at the game too. That's my excuse. It's because I had to work a summer job. That's why I'm going to blame that I'm not as good as hockey as others. But you know what I mean? If I wanted to watch a bunch of kids who just got to go and just skate five days a fucking week year round. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's sweet. But I'm a little more... You know what I want to watch? I want to watch a guy uh, play hockey who had to hang drywall 60 hours a week all summer. Yeah, a guy who had to work at the gravel yard and uh, was picking fucking stones out of his shins while he was on the way to the gym at 4.30 in the morning because he's got to get his lift in while he still works his 60 plus hours a week. Where's that? Oh yeah, this guy might not be that good. Yeah, he's a little bent over when he fucking uh, carries the puck up the ice, but that's because he's got scoliosis in his spine. He's been working up at the fucking mines up at Kirkland Lake. He's been busting his ass off. Don't give him shit if he's not the best skater. He's got a good heart. He's a good teammate. Wouldn't that be cool? That's what the Southern Professional Hockey League is. Even though it's not, unfortunately, all levels of pro hockey at the moment are... I'd go as far to say 85% of the kids... Don't get mad at me if you're listening to this. Like This is the truth, and you can agree with me. You're going to agree with me because this is the case. 85% of people that are playing hockey right now professionally at a level that... There's obviously people that make enough money to support themselves... But, you know, there's some people that keep playing, keep playing. I'm like, how do they have this money to do so? I don't think they're working more than three hours a week. They might be mowing their dad's lawn telling you that they're working landscaping or something like that. But that's not really work. How, how do a lot of these guys make it happen? It starts to drive me insane. I feel like I saved up more money than I ever had in my life. I go down to the Southern League for like three and a half months and I, all of a sudden I have no money to my name again. It's like, what the hell's going on? It's hard to scrape together a buck. And you know, you obviously everyone you want to go ahead with your life. You want to you want to move into a house. You want to you want to start progressing. You want to start acquiring things that come with experience, age, wisdom. It's hard to do so when you're fucking flying around the globe chasing a little puck around to make fucking bus fare. It's a little hard to do that. Um, I laugh. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my options open. I'm going to try to make a, a bunch of money this year and be able to play next year. I've made that quite evident on this program before. Um, I know a couple guys that are going over to like some leagues in Sweden 
and uh, you know they're good hockey leagues. You know it might not be the top league or anything, but you know you're getting a little bit of money, getting a, a place to stay, and you know you're going to get an opportunity to keep playing hockey at a high level and go see the world. What could be better than that? Uh, but some of these guys make me laugh. Like this isn't this is some of these leagues I'm t- I'm considering talking to. Like it's not the highest levels in the world. But don't fucking tell these guys that. They 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 wouldn't know the difference. One thing that's an epidemic right now in hockey. And I'm sure I'm, I'm speaking from hockey, my experience, I guarantee you that this is an issue in every sport, is the fake agencies. The fake agencies are running rampant. And um, to my, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, this, is, this is me, maybe I'm an idiot. To my knowledge, I thought an agent had to be like a lawyer of some kind, someone that had some sort of like, you know, knowledge in the practice of laws, of contractual agreements, that sort of thing that could help you get the best bang for your buck I guess in some sort of you know sport contract or all that shit you know and you know you gotta flip him a nickel in the, in, in the meantime is that's how it works that's the way it goes that's what that's what I thought it was but evidently not now what you can do is you can just create a Facebook page upload a logo that you made on a free site and then just start telling people that you're an agent and you're gonna get them places and some people do that and they end up taking it to the point where that they can make that feasible and they end up getting players and they end up getting a couple guys, they get a reputation, they start making things happen, they get to know contacts and they can do that. And you can do that. And I hate when people are like, people like think I'm chirping them. I'm not chirping them. Like if I'm chirping you and you're doing what I'm saying is stupid and you're successful at it, who gives a fuck what I think, right? I mean, I'm the asshole at that point. Okay. This is the podcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want. But when like some people have like no accreditation are just going out there trying to be agents and then, and I'm not saying that that's what happened or the people that I'm conversing that they don't have a clue what they're talking about. But I've, I've met some people in my scours across the online world that have, you know, tried to, in my eyes, lead me astray or act like they know what they're going to fucking act like they know what they're talking about when it comes to landing people jobs in the hockey world. And this guy comes to me and I'm trying to play in Sweden division two. And Sweden Division 2 is called Sweden Division 2, but it's actually the fourth division. I don't know. One thing, you got to get you got to get like a degree in understanding European hockey leagues. It takes you a long time. It took me years of understanding or scouring elite prospects when I should have been listening to the teachers speak in school to understand all these leagues and what the difference is and what they're called. But anyways, Division 2 is technically the fourth league in Sweden. So the way I look at it, it's like the NHL, uh, the AHL, the East Coast League, uh, and there's the Southern League. So I'm technically, this is like, a, looking at jobs for the, the Southern League of Sweden. You know, Sweden's not a very big country. I always laugh that there's this amount of fucking hockey available to be played in Sweden. And they call it pro. It's awesome. I'm not chirping it. It's just crazy to me. So I'm looking at it. And then I, and I've, and I had a little bit of a conversation with someone looking at this league last year. I know many people that have gone over and played this level. And they enjoy it. And they say it's a good time. Not a lot of money involved, but I mean, you know, you, you get what you fucking get at that level, right? You know, you're just looking to get some money, get get a place to stay. But this guy's like, I'm telling him, like, I'm looking to come over. I'd love to an opportunity to play. And this guy's like, okay, um, can you send me your video? I'm like, what do you mean my video? He's like, uh, send me your highlight package. I'm like, what do you mean my highlight package? He's like, well, just send us like a, a compilation. Uh, is that the word? a compilation of all the clips of yourself in like a highlight format so that we can kind of see you and get to know what kind of player you are seeing as we've never had the opportunity to see you on the ice. 
And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I got some fights on YouTube. Like, there's some video of that. I don't think I really have much video. They're like, no, we're not, we're not interested in fights. We're not interested in that type of play, really. That we're interested in seeing your skill set through a compilation of your, of your tape. I'm like, you want me to make you a fucking highlight reel of me playing hockey? You want a highlight reel of me going glass and out, high flips? Me going D to D repetitively? You want a highlight reel of that so that I can go play fucking Division 6 in Sweden for the IKEA Men's League team. I'm probably going to get fed leftover meatballs from the cafeteria. That'll be my meal. You think I'm going to go and edit a video? You think I'm going to conspire that up for you? You're going to spend fucking hours doing that editing, cutting my own film? I'm going to go get an Instat account, hockey TV, and go back through all my games and start cutting my shifts? So that I can get the opportunity to be blessed with a fucking 17th division contract overseas. Yeah, I don't think. So this guy said this to me and he, and I, I was kind of like, it was over a Facebook message and I didn't know what to say. I just kind of was like in disbelief. I just didn't reply. I didn't reply. And then the other day, he fucking just replies. He's like, how's it coming with the video? Question mark with a smiley face. And I'm like, what? How's it coming? It's not coming. It's, it's not coming. I'm not making a highlight tape of myself at 26 years old. Like, unfortunately, it's funny. It's come full circle. Like, remember, like, <coughs> kids used to, there used to be kids that do that. In junior hockey and stuff like that, you'd make a fucking literal site of yourself and it would be like, I'm fucking nasty.org. And it would just be like clips of you like ripping or like stick handling in the garage. Like, people used to do that. And now, for some reason, that's like expected. Like what was ridiculous and no one wanted to do before because if you're good at hockey, they're probably going to find you. And I don't think a homemade video of me doing toe drags in my mother's basement is being found out via online is going to propel me to higher levels of hockey. For some reason, the nerds who never played have now changed the game. This guy's, these guys are asking for video. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Why is that in any way not, you want me to start? Now I got to be an expert at cutting video to fucking be able to get a job playing hockey. Folks, that's what I mean. We're in trouble. I don't want to watch the new brand of hockey. I want something different. I want to watch people who have to hang drywall for a fucking living. I'm more interested in hockey players that have to fucking work full time. For some reason, I, I care more about that. You can't lie to me. There's a total difference when you see a rich kid. You put a rich kid who is 24. He's never had to work a summer job. He's never had to work for anything. Everything he's had has just been given to him. Every like, He's never had to work for anything. He's never had to really grind. Other than maybe trying to make a sports team. That would have been his grind back in the day. And then you see a kid who's had to work for everything. He, he's had to work for his money. He's had to never got a car. Never got shit, really. And I bet you you put those kids side by side. Hate to say it. Majority of the time. feel like I get along with the kid who wasn't is rich growing up I don't know where this is coming from this is totally me spewing on my ass but you know what I'm talking about back in the day hockey used to be a blue collar sport used to be a really blue collar sport kids used to be fucking known to be grinders I don't think hockey's a blue collar sport anymore I think it's a white collar sport played by kids that fucking get to wear Mars blades in their cottage driveways in July all July just five days a week they don't have to do anything else because they don't have to work they can just that used to be an excuse, I remember. Like, literally talking to kids growing up. that People would be like, yeah, he's good at hockey, but 
Yeah, he didn't have to bag groceries at Sobeys all summer. So yeah, I'd be <laughs> I'd be freaking good at hockey too if I didn't have to fucking uh, do my time. I would love to just go play hockey. That's what that was. I remember kids used to say that, and I, I feel like it's kind of becoming evident. It's a rich kid's sport, unfortunately. And I've always said I'm going to make some fucking money one day, folks. And I'm going to create a bad news bears kind of style of I'm going to just get a bunch of kids that are rugged. That would never have gotten the opportunity because they don't have the funds. They don't have the family life that would have allotted themselves the opportunity to play at these high levels. And I'm going to make a band. I'm going to make a team of these guys. I'm going to pay for all the fees because I know that it ain't going to be free. And I'm entering them in a league and these kids are going to be fucking sick. Who would ever call me when I'm doing this podcast? If you call me, you should be shot in the fucking head. Okay? Don't call me when I'm recording. You know this is a professional studio. Folks... Let's get to the interview. I'm as excited as you are. I'm honestly, I can barely keep myself on my seat. I just want to hear it. Let's pass it over to Jay Watts 103. That was his Xbox name back in the day. Jay Watts 103 is now online. Uh, this is a good buddy of mine. I didn't talk to him much this winter. Basically, didn't talk to him much since the last pod. So we caught up uh, and we got after it a little bit. We talked to. Uh, about some hockey, and we talked a little bit about Calgary. It was a good time. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks, folks. Episode number 38, interview segment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 38's interview segment. And uh, we're doing something that you're not going to find on the airwaves anywhere else. We've actually brought in SPHL champion. Yes, I did say it, SPHL champion, Jamal Watson with the Pensacola Ice Flyers. The first ever return guest to the program. I uh, don't remember exactly what episode it was, but it was, it was a, a little bit back there. Go give it a listen if you haven't yet. But Jamal, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, Harry. Just enjoying the old 14-day uh, quarantines that they make you do back in Canada. So just like hanging out. So much hanging out right now. Just so uh, that's perfect. I actually forgot that you would be on your quarantine. So it's a perfect time to get a hold of you for this. Uh, we wanted to get... You on a couple of days ago, but I was just fucking around. So it's been a couple of days since <laughs> I've gotten the episode out. So I was glad to get a hold of you and and talk. And I really wanted to bring you on, especially once I saw that you won the league. I was like, oh, he's coming back on the show for sure because uh, that just intriguing to me. I, I didn't know you were going to end up down there. I didn't know what your story would be with school if you were going to go back and play. But you were down in Florida, nonetheless, where it seems like there's no rules. So. Let's just kind of get after it. Uh, when did you end up down in Pensacola? So uh, I got the call, I think, probably like April 12th, 13th kind of thing. And uh, my first reaction was, was like, all right, let's, let's look up what we're going into here. And you see the SPHL, right? There's five teams playing. So, and then I had to look up where Pensacola, Florida was because I had no idea. And then when you see the over-the-top shot of the beach way, I was like, yeah, I guess I might have to go. So I basically finished up my last exam on like that Friday. And then after the Friday, flew out there. Um, Saturday, it's actually pretty wild, like kind of the way it worked was Saturday, got there, um, stayed at one place. Then I moved to another place. We had two days off and I was supposed to skate on Monday. And I got to the rink and they didn't have the ice in because they messed up the night before. So I had no practice. Next day, six-hour bus ride, and then I hop right into a game. Like, no practice, nothing. No competitive game all for, like, over a year. So, it was, like, it was fast and furious. I couldn't believe it. Like, we didn't have ice for practice. I was so shocked. When was, when was the last time you'd skated before your first game in Pensy? 
Uh, we were skating in Mount Royal, but they just shut it down. Like I'd probably say a week and a half, two weeks before that happened. So like during the year I was getting ice in, but like, I haven't played like a competitive game in over a year. And they yeah. threw me like right in. I was on the starting lineup. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you feel out there? Uh, first game, I was tired, like just straight up tired. But like, it just took one game to be like, oh, someone, you've been throwing forward checks and like you block a shot or like get hit. Then you're like, all right, this is, this is hockey. I remember how those go. Yeah. Then you just kind of fall back in a routine, but that's wild oh. too, because you know, you're wearing new gear, new sticks, like all that bullshit. People don't weigh that into account too. Like that's fucking hilarious. What'd you, what was it like though? You go down, I'm assuming happy as fuck to get out of Canada with all the lockdown bullshit. You get down to Florida. Like, what was it like now? I'm assuming there was some COVID protocol you guys were supposed to follow, but were you guys able to have some fun? I know Pensy, you guys all got like beachside apartments. Oh yeah. So like the craziest thing was, when I first got there, um, I just had to do a nasal swab and then bang, you're ready to go. And then they basically like, they're like, yeah, don't, you have to go to these certain places. You have to go to, it's like, you can't go, um, other spots, but just like, well, I'm going to the beach today. Like, I don't really give a shit. So they couldn't do, uh, they couldn't do as much fan interaction, but like after we won the championship is when I saw there was no rules in Florida. Like, <laughs> Like at the baseball game and like at this at this one bar that we went to, like I was like I was like, This is so far removed from like what's going on in Canada. Like it shocked me almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like we had a couple we had a couple guys like behind the bar pouring drinks and the bar was like, Yeah, this is cool. I'm like, this is completely not COVID friendly. These <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys being clowns, man. I and then like even uh in the bar with shoulder to shoulder pack. I was like Nice. This is it. <laughs> That's fucking incredible, man. Well, you, I mean, you definitely picked a good spot to go to. And I certainly didn't know anything about Pensacola before I played a little bit in the SP, but kind of a wild arena, no? Like the size of it and some of the rinks down there, just kind of like for no reason nasty, eh? Like the hangar's massive. And I'm like, what the? I'm like, I can't believe this is here. And then you've been to Huntsville's rink, obviously, right? Yeah. Dude, that thing apparently when it's full is like eight, eight thousand, seven thousand people, and it's it's sick barn. Unreal. I yeah. was like, this is nice. Like, what is going on here? And then, like, even Macon's was good too. Like that that league has some money kind of going around through, which is kind of crazy. I'm like, these barns like hold a lot more fans, and like a lot more people show up than you think too. Oh, seriously, and especially it was only it was a COVID year too. Like, I mean, they, the SP like doesn't get a lot of, I guess recognition up north or maybe elsewhere where people don't get to see it firsthand but they put together a pretty good fucking show man for the yeah, like it's, it's pretty game good time. On yeah the playoff game on a front like our playoff game our last one was juiced yeah. like loud i was like i could see it was like oh this was full full this place would be like a party like oh man and so like and they you, just were, were, were they allowed game. was it full when you're in playoffs um no not quite they were at a capacity of some kind but like like it was every like four or three feet so they were that place is big too they were putting the cover a couple thousand then in the crowd oh Um, yeah i don't think a lot of people realize the like how hilarious it might have been for you like getting there when you did so you arrived whatever you said was april 18th (laughs) Like it wasn't you. You, barely, you got in a handful of games, and then it was playoffs. And playoffs in the SP happened fast. So like, 
tell us a little bit of a run through like how long were you fully down there playing like how quick did it happen and then like did you just end up going down like were you trying to get down in the east coast league and nothing was transpiring and you just ended up uh getting down for some games and ended up getting a ring like what kind of happened too like how'd you end up down? so yeah that's pretty funny so i first when they called me i was like how many games are left they're like six and then uh plus playoffs i was like did the math i'm like okay sure i'll come for six games so basically showed up on may or april 18th played tuesday then i my second game my second set of games was a three and three friday saturday sunday naturally and then we played one more game and then we played finished the season off in huntsville and then the next week was playoff and i remember just like telling everyone kind of thing like i was like like all we have to do is get hot for four games like you don't need a, an extended series so first game we played went to knoxville one in knoxville then we came back one again so that's two so you won you're in the finals already and then we beat <laughs> we beat macon in in uh pensacola we're up one nothing and then we went to macon one two nothing champion 10 games that's all i played like one month <laughs> <laughs> so you, you literally only played the four playoff games yeah i played i played six regular season games and then four playoff games champion well some guys played like 40 plus games this year something like that so you get a ring then obviously yeah dude that's actually so sick like man i did the opposite of you i cruised into the southern league at the beginning of the year got snizzed gone nothing but he just coasts in six games four playoff games (laughs) ring that's nasty i know i'm like the first game like i think they're kind of figuring out how to play me but then by the second they're like oh okay He's good now, so I gotta play. I gotta play a lot of good minutes and stuff like that. Like honestly, this year because of like COVID, so like we had some good players on our team. Where I was like, like some coast level guys. I was like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be here, but mm-hmm. with like less jobs than the other teams. But like, and then I'm sure you ran into it. You always have like some random like thirty year olds that are like so nasty. It was yeah. crazy to me, man. Oh yeah. I found, like, I don't know, you can speak for it on your own account, but I was really, like, I thought the league was really strong. And, I mean, you coming in at the end of the year, it was probably only stronger when you were there. Coming, You were there about a month after I left, so there's probably only better players in the league by that point. Like, do you think the league was pretty good this year? Oh, yeah, this league was – it was really good this year, like, really good pace and stuff like that. And, like, we had a few guys – we definitely had some guys on our team that were cute um, – sorry um, – ECHL guys and then there's other teams with ECHL guys like you could just tell that like it was it was a little bit different this year and like the uh my favorite part was like you you have the like SPHL guys that have been there for a while man that are like so like we had one guy on our team he's like 31 and Ollie this guy was the had the best wrist shot I have ever seen. It was like a 31-year-old old school wrister, and he just goes short side bonk all the time. I'm like, what is this guy doing here? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And like you run into interesting cats like that all the time, all over the league. But then you also have the young guys like me and um, a lot of NCAA kids, a lot of NCAA yeah. guys I know for sure. Well, I found that's one thing too. I like I don't know what it is in the States. It's like it just seems like more Americans just like never shut it down. They just like keep it going. Like, do you know, 
Like, oh yeah. It's crazy. Like all these guys are just like, they're, they're playing somewhere. Like they're going to, they're going to keep it going. And like, I don't know, you can, I wanted to get into this to you with you. Like <clears throat> I've noticed this only played games in the Southern league, but from guys I know and what I've seen like around people who are able to, you know, stretch out careers, like, especially for guys that aren't making like enough money to support themselves from just playing the game. Like, I don't know what's going on with a lot of these kids. Like, I don't know how they're making it work, how they're able to keep playing year after year. Like, I don't know what they're doing in the summer to like make money, but sometimes it blows my mind. It makes me feel like that the money is not really an issue for them. Do you not agree with that? Yeah, man. It's nuts, dude. Like I, like, like I said, I, I played with one guy that's been like, he's just, okay wait this this is one of the craziest stories i ever have so there's a guy on my team that got there a week before i did Mm -hmm. this guy hadn't played a game in a year his first shift he fought (laughs) and then he he hasn't played in a year fought gets falls down to the ice hits his head concussion so he's not playing he was hurt he was there for a week just doing stuff and then just like, yeah, up and up, the coach was like, yeah, we have to get rid of you. So, and then this guy, he told us, he was like, yeah, he's 30, 30, 31. He said, yeah, I think I got five more years left in me. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, and I'm like, it's only like 225, 250 a week. And I'm like, you have five more years of like pro in you? I was like, no chance, man. Like, you got to get us that coach money at that point. Ah, dude, that's it's crazy. I mean, but you know, it's some some people make it work, and I mean, all the power to them. But I mean, so I honestly wonder. I'd love to see the percentage of guys that work forty hours a week in the summer that are playing pro. Can't be high. No, no. Like I get like if I'm busy, like I can get forty hours a week. But like for you to do that and train, like there's some guys like yo, I work, and it's like yeah, you only work like one shift a week, man. That don't count. Like yeah. at a hockey camp. <laughs> Or you're fat. You're, exactly. That's why I love when people say I work. I'm like, you fucking, you fucking moved pucks around for the morning of a couple skates. You didn't work, buddy. You got to work out after. It's the family, the family, the, when you charge the family, the one guy was doing it actually. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm the only one like where I'm from. He's like, so I can charge around 180 an hour. And I was like, oh. Like what? To teach kids how to play hockey? Yeah, and like the rink he did it at, he said he was getting it for free because uh, the Zambo, he knows the dry, the manager of the rink, so he's getting the ice for free. So I'm like, you just do like a couple hours of work and you got like 200, like 300 bucks for the day and then you don't have to work for the rest of the week, man. That's just absurd. Some people, oh man, some people make it work. That should be a series in itself. I'd love to just see how, how half these fucks make a living to the point where they can keep playing for 10 plus years. Cause it's crazy. It's nuts, man. It blows my mind. Like, what? What did you do in school? I'm an accounting major, so I like I. I have an accounting degree. So you have an accounting that. degree. I, I was wondering because, like, I didn't know what your story was. Like, I, until I talked to you, I remember last on the pod. Like, I didn't know if you were going to tell me that you were looking to just finish school and shut her down, or you're going to look to keep playing. But like at this point. I mean, you've got your school in, and are you looking to? What are you looking to do next year? Like, what are your? What are well, your- uh, obviously, like you know how it is, man. Like everyone, you got to find a job. You got to find what works for you. So, I have like hopefully a couple options here, and then a couple options over over in Europe. So we'll see what it takes. Like, obviously, the biggest part is like money and like 
with COVID too, man, it's so annoying to like travel and everything. Cause like even me getting back to Canada was the biggest hassle I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, fucking bad, dude. Like I had to get a, I had to get a, a rapid test and they only accept like a certain kind. It was $195. And it's on your dime too, eh? It's on my dime. And I'm like, come on, man. And then you that's get the back That's the test here. you had to get to leave Pensy? Yeah, that's the test I had to get to leave Pensy. Or else I'm not even allowed on the flight. Then you got to fill out a bunch of stuff. And oh, madness, dude. Oh, it's brutal. That's one thing too. Like I always laugh. People are like, well, you're making money to go down there. It's not that bad. I'm like, yeah, but like. You're, you're not making, no. I went with like. I probably went with like a tiny bit more than like I came back with a tiny bit more than what I left with just because like the American dollar is good. But like in terms of like the 250 a week, I was like, man, that's like, that's rough to live on, dude. Oh, dude, it was rough. Like, especially I found too, I got, you want to have any, you want to buy beers or anything or yeah. anything like that's half your paycheck gone. And then you're trying to live on like, oh. 125 bucks a week yeah. <laughs> you're like if, if you didn't grind for like at least 30 hours a week in the summer like dude it's, it's got to be hard to play out there like unless you're a veteran guy making a little bit more but like the 250 is a rookie i'm like come on man. like even though you're living covered in shit i feel like, like there's like got to be some under the table magic happening with some of these guys there's no way that they're stretching it out dude, there's some guys down there that like play that like shouldn't be down there but they like the lifestyle i've heard yeah, they just like some people just like the places they play and don't want to leave. And I'm like, you could probably go to the coast and make more. They're like, no, no, no. I like it down here. My setup's good. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, who knows, right? But like, that's like, how did you like Birmingham though? Like, what was it like there? Like, their arena was kind of like tight packed, man. That was nuts. Yeah, honestly, I I really enjoyed Birmingham. Like, we had a we had good living situation, and the rink was obviously different. But I mean. What I found when I played nine games the year before, before COVID shut it all down, was there's some nasty barns in this league, but some of them are way too big. Like, Oh, too, yeah, dude. You know, like Agreed. way too big. So, like, the thing I thought was so nice about Birmingham is, like, it actually made sense for the size of – like, it fits the crowds they get. So, it makes it yeah. – I want to say, is the word symmetrical? Like, it make it looks yeah. pro- proportional. Sorry, symmetrical. Yeah. And so I, I like I liked it there. I mean, I loved the rink. I loved I loved playing there. Like the town was actually awesome. It was just so sweet. I found like going to all these places I'd never been to. Like, and unless I was playing in this league, like, I can't imagine some of these towns I would have ever got to see. Like Pensacola, Macon, Georgia, like all this shit. Like, so I mean, I had a good time. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck will happen next year. I I, I can't. I keep getting a bunch of SP offers, but I, can't, I at the moment that that's. That's where Do you have enough games that you're not on rookie anymore, rookie money? I don't know. That's the thing, too. So probably that's not. The worst, dude, dude, that's the worst part, too. And I'm like, I don't know how to tell if you're – I was like, I won a championship. If I, like, say I went and played there next year, like, I'm still a rookie. I'm like, what the – no way. That That's – I'm sure that comes into play. I don't know. Who yeah. knows, man? Who knows? I don't know what – I don't even know what to think, man. Like, so you're looking – how long do you think you'll keep playing for? Um, as long as my, as long as I still got the pop in my legs, I guess. I'm still, if, if the minute I start getting caught from behind by everybody else, I think, I think that's what I'm going to hang her up. <laughs> yeah. So like, like your, your body still feels good and shit? Yeah, no, I'm still pretty healthy, which is like nice for me. And like, the thing is, I think I put back, you know, again, we talked about this on the first pod, like 
I'm playing a new position. Like I've got, I still got a little bit of development going, hopefully. Yeah, that's right. I was going to ask that. So you are still playing D. Yeah, I came back and played D. And I even the guys the first day, they're like, we were looking up your hockey DB and we were wondering like, are you a forward or a D man? Like kind of what's going on here? I was like, oh, I'm actually a D. They're like, what the hell? Like, like, I've been a D my whole life. You should have just said that to coaches. <laughs> your numbers would look fucking wild. <laughs> Wait, you had 56 points? How are you not drafted to the show? Dude, I'm not going to lie. I don't – I need to watch you play a game on D. Like, I can't even picture you playing D. Like, it's, I, it's, it's good, though. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's a good two-way defense. And, like, I break the puck out. I play pretty good defense. Like, I run usually run the second power play unit. Like, like I definitely feel like power play and all that shit. Like, I, I just feel like I've never seen you skate backwards. Yeah, wild, eh? <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, and I'm not even chirping you. I'm just saying, like, this is so intriguing to me. But, I mean, that's actually so sick. So, like, yeah, you played a year of CIS on the back end, and then you basically just rolled right into pro, got a quick ring. And, I mean, who knows what will happen next year. I'm sure you'll have a lot of options to play in North America. But you think you'll take Hopefully. off to Europe if you get the chance? Oh, absolutely, man. Like, especially, like, with the – like I said, I think the biggest thing is for me to, like, keep playing is, like, is it worth your time? And it's like the want money worth your time or like the travel worth your time. And then like over there in Europe, you can get a little bit of both. And it's like, if you have one good year over there, you can move up and then you can start, yeah. you can kind of get your career pulled out to where you can like be making that big money. Right. Where if you yeah. find somewhere where you're sitting in like a nice country, like Fidel or something, or like they've had guys go to their Swedish hockey league and stuff like that, where it's like, you're playing in a good league, making real good money. That no one can complain about that. You just do that for as long as you can. Oh yeah, you got. Well, I think too. I, it's not even about the money in some instances. I mean, obviously, it definitely comes down to it to a point because you know you can't be like literally rubbing nickels together. But I mean, you got my. If the body feels good, you might as well keep playing. Like, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think like did you see my first goal in the SB two is the most SB goal I've ever seen. I'm just standing on the point, fading back, saucer pass, no screen, like, into the net. Really? Like, should not have been a goal. And I'm like, what is going on here? You <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I only reason I know you scored was I saw a buddy of ours, like, shared it on, on your story. It said, Jamal Walker, <laughs> first professional goal. And that was when I really knew. I was like, okay, he is in Pensy. Like, that's so <laughs> hilarious. Like, Okay, um, you know what? I got to bring up about the FC that like shocked me how many different jerseys they have for each of the teams like on all the nights and stuff oh yeah you probably never you never play the same team wearing the same jersey <laughs> once it's insane Dude, like, we wore like i think in mine like four or five four four or five different jerseys in like my 10 in my six games i was like what is going on were you guys mixing in different jerseys in playoffs too uh no i think we just wore white but like i got like a dark blue one we wore light blues we got white ones we got dark blue ones i'm like the uni setups are actually pretty pretty legit like some of the cop teams are pretty cool unis i think man i just think it's so hilarious that like for the rest of your life too like on elite prospects you're gonna have that little sp trophy up by your name <laughs> yeah, <the> one, <laughs> <the one SP laughs> dude that's gonna be so sick like you, know, you scroll down it'll be like 2021 <laughs> what do they call it is it the president's cup yeah, the President's Cup. That's President's exactly Cup what they call it. Man, I, 
I hope you get it. I wish you already had the ring so we could like make this that like part of the picture, the promotion. Oh, part of the thumbnail, just the ring oh, already. So sick. <laughs> I think it's hilarious I that like I just I don't know why. I just think it'd be if I ever play in that league again and I'll look up at the fucking rafters and see a, a banner that you know that you were on the ice. I just think yeah. that'll, that'll make oh, me wait, they won that one. That'll I'm pretty me. excited for the ring though. He said he's gonna they're gonna get it done and I'm like that'll be like i'm gonna wear that so I'm like where is this for i'll be like sbhl champ i would wear you gotta wear that every day every day yeah. i would i would wear that every single day i'd be like i'm a champion and i'd be like no i'm not not a champion of the nhl the preppy boy league no the fucking southern <laughs> league where shit really gets tough we're gonna see how much you truly want to be here that's fucking that's what you win that's, here that's real hockey fuck the nhl that's all pampered little bitch kids now the SPS, oh. are you going to go down there and see some fucking warriors? Dude, you got it. There's some guys in there that like, like, where I I couldn't imagine like working your way up from the SP and somehow getting to the national league. That would be crazy. What a journey! Man, didn't that happen to Scott Darling? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, but he, but I feel like he was a goalie, right? Like, I honestly like this is no chirps to any of the boys in the SP and like. I'm fucking one of those guys in the SP myself. Like, I do, if if a guy ever made it as a player, like they might have to make a movie about him. That oh would be yeah, dude. So it's, heroic, it's a humble man. beginning. Yeah. Just from oh crawling your way out there. I mean, well, I mean, that that's no that's no crazier than is it Jay Beagle who won a Kelly Cup, a Calder Cup, and a Stanley Cup? <laughs> yeah, and an SBHL championship in there. Could you imagine? imagine? Yeah, Jay Beagle has the trifecta. This guy's got the quadruple. He's got a present. <laughs> okay, Jamal, this has to be you. You got to go up next year. We need a Kelly Cup. We need the Calder. And then you got to claw your way to the show somehow. How old are you? I'm 26 now, so I still, I still got a little bit of time. Man, some, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, and this is obviously different if you're an NHL defenseman, but like some defensemen get the opportunity to like develop at like 31, they're like hitting their stride, dude. dude I, think, I think I've noticed that too, that like guys get a lead elite like 28 to 31. Like, yeah, that's like, that's the, I find like defensemen like, you're not 26, like disgusting. You're like 31, 30, like yeah. that's when you find it. Like that's when you really come to, your body can do it and you know what you're doing. And you're just so smart. That's a lot of those guys, like Petter Angelo and those cats, where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm just old, but it uh, doesn't matter. I'm still nice. Like, it does, it, I'm gross with the pocket. I'm really smart. Like, those were the, for sure, like, I think the window there is for sure, like, way later than what you think. Oh, and I, I find, too, like, I mean, looking back to, like, when you and I played together in Major Junior, that's 2012, 20, well, I guess, 20, whatever. We played a full year in 2012, 2013. That's, like, eight, that's coming on nine years ago. This next year. So, I mean, and at that point, I feel like the way you're conditioned to think, like, for myself personally, I'm not speaking about, because, you know, you had definitely a better WHL career than me, no doubt. But in my head, it was kind of like, okay, like I got to make this work in the dub because if I don't make it work in the dub, like, you know, I'm probably going down to junior A and then it's going to be a CIS route for me. And then, you know, that's kind of the fucking end of the road. But then now I look back, I'm like, I'm still playing. That's nine seasons yeah. ago. Could you imagine if I just look out, had an outlook, okay, I'm going to fucking work my dick off for nine years. Not saying I didn't work hard in this, mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. my mindset, if we were trained to think of it differently, like, 
you imagine like mentally where you could have been like if you didn't think that way nine fucking years ago? Yeah, like, I think thinking that it was the that, end of the road. You know what I mean, dude? They if you think about it, like when you when you sign your WHL contract, they don't they don't do a good job of explaining like what it entails. No, I they it almost do they, they make it they make it sound like if you don't go to the NHL, like you're screwed. If you don't play pro hockey, like you're in hell. But like in actuality. They need a second person there to go, okay, you can play this youth sports hockey that's really good. Like, mm-hmm. trust me, this is good hockey. So it's not a big deal. And then you can go play pro afterwards or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just like, yeah, no, you can go to the NHL the quickest. And then they just never tell us. Mm-hmm. And then we have no idea what's going on. And like, I, they also like, the worst part is I feel like they give you a little false hope that every single one is going to make, every single one of you have a chance yeah. to make a job. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, yeah. at one point, I know for a fact that when I played for the Lethbridge Hurricanes, I could have looked around the room and pointed my hand at any single guy, and he would have said, if I don't make the NHL, then I'll do this with my life. Like, that was their mindset. Yeah. Like, every yeah. one of us thought we were going to make the show. Like, I mean, that's great. That's what you have to do to make it. But it's just, like, so hilarious. It was, like, it was show or nothing. Like, not one of us paid mind to the thought that there's just, like, hundreds and thousands of other jobs hockey wise even yeah no it's like i want to play the nhl it's like no if you go do this like you can make pretty good money and if you go somewhere else like that'll open up like it doesn't give you the step-by-step to like what doors you can open it just like it gives you the big shiny golden door and just says no you want to go through that one it's like but what about the other doors they're like no no no, that one doesn't matter like, yeah i know it's just, like, <laughs> it's just so ass backwards and then like one thing I loved about the SP, and again, referring to like the level of pro hockey that I've played, like there's, you look at rosters and you got guys that had sick major junior careers, sick D, D1 NCAA careers, but then there's guys on the ice and like, if you didn't know any better that you had thought they're the best player and like these guys might've been D3, these guys might've yeah. been like some CIS school you've never heard of, had a shitty CIS career. Some reason they're down south, shit's lining right for them and they're fucking lighting it up. Like, I found too, like playing after school at the end of the day, all you realize is that like that shit couldn't matter less. Like you're on the ice, like the puck doesn't lie. Like yeah, that's the way exactly is. Like I kind of find when you get to pro, like the puck doesn't like, if you got game and you can stick around, like it'll, it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. Like we did have one of our, our second leading scorer was, uh, he was a D three guy and he was so fast and skilled. I was like, I had no idea kind of thing. Right. But, like, I think especially, like you said, the SP is a good, like, amalgamation of, like, people and, like, where it's, like, these guys are D1. These guys are – this is a youth sports guy. Okay, this guy is a former, like, draft pick. This guy is – this guy is from D3. Like, it's crazy the amount of, like, where people come from. And that. 100%. That, and I found – I mean, if anything, it just made me realize that, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, you guys – like, it just matters what you do on the ice – when you're there, like with the puck while it's on your stick, like every game is just every game. Like, I, I, just, I mean, if you can kick it, man, like you can make it work. Like I found one thing this year being exposed to a lot of players that came down from the coast that had no business being in the SP in a normal season. Like you look at them, I'm like, yeah, they're clearly evidently like not like, it's not even like they have a, a step or like they're maybe their shot is like better, but it's not even about that. It's just like, they like might in practice, they might look, absolutely fucking horrific but the guy you just mm-hmm. put the guy in a game and the guy can just play the game and that's like all it comes oh yeah to, you know what i mean it's like, a game 100 percent a gamer and like there's guys like yeah. that it's like 
if you saw them practice, like, I don't get it. But then you'd be like, oh, okay, I get why you're here. Like, uh-huh. for sure, a lot of guys, I'm like, I see why, like, you're an elite core at this level. Like, I can see Sick. 100%. And it's not like how many guys have we all seen in our lives that unfortunately were the opposite end. Like you put them in practice, they're absolute light shows. Every time they're they're dialed, they're fucking in good shape. But then you put them in a game and it's like, fuck, they might, they might show that greatness, but half the time it doesn't come out. And I mean, unfortunately, sometimes that's just the way it fucking goes. There's no rhyme or reason for it. You know what I mean? It's just like what happens. It's crazy. That's like, it's so like, especially when we were like kids and stuff, you like, yeah, okay, that guy can practice well, but he's not a gamer. But then, like, when you have a guy that's like, I'm like, man, he's not very good. It's like, no, no. If you watch him in the game, like, he, that guy can play. Just you wait and see. Mm-hmm. Like, we had one guy like that on our team, actually. And I was like, I was staying there. One guy was like, yeah, if you'd watch this guy, you'd be like, this guy's not very good. But if you watch him in a game, I don't think I saw him make one error. I was like, you didn't make one mistake the entire time I was here. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I know the goaltending on there is pretty good, actually. Like, our goalie, Jake Kupke, he's a close-level guy. He fucked, He was really good. He was really fucking good. Yeah, I mean, in four games, four games to win a championship, I mean, that's the key to it, I think, too. You get a good goalie between the pipes. You go for a little bit of a run. Because, I mean, no disrespect to Pensy, but, like, me playing there at the start of the year, like, they were supposed to be the big fucking dog team that had, instead of – 60 guys wanting to play there in a normal year they had like 350 guys reach out to play is what i heard before the season started so like i was expecting them to be gross and like they're obviously good but like i didn't think they were that good and when i when i seen they walk but that's the thing with playoffs like you don't, it's four games to win like you just got to get hot like you said you got to you got to heat up at the right time so i mean it's just crazy to see how it, it just transpired really because i mean i thought birmingham was going to have a really fucking good team and then you know it's just yeah. the five teams. Who knows, man? It's such a shit. Yeah, like, you just can't predict what's going to happen any night. So I know for sure. Like I, when I was there and I saw our team play first, I asked, I was like, how are you guys losing games this year? Because I was like, our Pensacola team was really good. And I was like, how are you guys 500? Like, I don't get it. They're like, yeah, we just kind of like find ways to lose. And I was like, I didn't like see it. And then, like, I played, so, like, in the games I played, I think we only, the only game we lost was to Birmingham. We only lost to Birmingham. And uh, I was like, I don't get how this team, I was like, this team should have just kind of ran over the league. But, like, we played against Macon, man, and that team was like, like, like you said, it's a bunch of kind of dusty players that, like, when they're on the ice, though, they're so, so sick. They were sick, dude. I was like, I don't think you should. There was a couple guys. I was like, I don't think you should be good, but you are really good. Like, mm-hmm. you are tough to play against, good player. But like, like you said, you, you wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell if I was just kind of looking at them. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched them kind of play around. I was like, no, I don't see it. But on the ice, man, they brought it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, such a hilarious, like, like you said mashup of fucking talent out there especially this year there was just so many oh, yeah. so many guys that like this was a very unique season there was like the teams that were put together were teams that first of all never will be put together again but under any other circumstances would have never been built like it's so it's kind of cool that i mean you got to go down there definitely winning the championships a little cooler than my stint but i mean just get to glad to get a couple games in anyways um 
What are you fucking doing though this summer? Are you just are you in, you're in Calgary, obviously still, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe in Calgary. So I think, uh, well, I'll just train for hopefully the three months. And like you know how hockey season ends, the shit comes up in September so fast. Oh, All yeah. of us are like, uh, what? Where did summer go? But yeah. like, obviously, it's gonna be a little different. Like different. Like you just hope things fucking open up at some point a little bit more here. Because like, oh, even right now, I'm just living in like this apartment or whatever. My buddy's gone. He went camping, my roommate. So it's just me chilling right now. And I'm like, if this is my summer, like I want to be able to have a little social activity or something. You know? Fucking no doubt. What are you doing for work then? What yeah, have you been doing for work? The same, the, the children's hospital? Children's thing? hospital, man. That's Dude, how long have you been working there? Eight years or something like that, I think. What do you do again? You just move shit around? Like you Yeah, I just put away the supplies and just chill out. Everyone knows. Like everyone's like, it's so funny that I just show up. I'm like, yeah, just chill usually put some stuff away, listen to music. And then on the weekends, like I'll watch sports when it's on and stuff like that. Just keep the feet up nice and light. Like nice government jobs, frontline service. So like I can use my uh, frontline service badge, my hospital badge to get like, like I, I was able to get like free stuff during the essential service work and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, that's so hilarious. That's so unreal. <laughs> They're like, oh, thank you for your service. Like, I just put away the box. So are you at the one, like, by Market Mall? Obviously, that children's hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, dude, it's like, the area's getting sick over there, too. They're building all that university campus stuff. Oh, fuck, dude. Every time I go back there, six months, I go back <laughs> every year. It's just like, it's like a new city over there, man. Dude, I, I did this, actually, the other day. Um, I was, I used to drive one way to school all the time, and I lived, so I never went the other way. But then I finally went that way after like eight months. Brand new highway. No clue it was there. Yeah. I was like, where, where did this come from? Dude, it's nuts how much the stuff is like being built now. Like even that whole COP area, dude, that's all going to be like apartment buildings soon. Oh, dude, I know. I, I mean, yeah, speaking of it, that's a good one because, <laughs> I mean, I'm driving up the road. There was Christmas. Fuck, this would have been last August, I guess, was the last time I was home. But driving to the mountains and like, you can't even almost see COP now off the highway because no. there's like condos no. in front of it. I'm like, we just covered that up, the biggest highway in Canada. I said, fuck it. We're going to put some houses in front of it. Like the old part kind of like on top, it used to be like land. Like we used to like see it as just like a grass area. It's all getting ready for condo buildings. I'm like, that is nuts, man. Like there's going to be houses everywhere. Dude, Calgary, like I say this, but it's funny because – where I am in Stratford, man, too, like the, the the houses going up everywhere. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we're having like a mass migration of people that are planning to come to Canada or something like that. I don't know what's happening, but we're certainly ready for it. There's a lot of fucking buildings. <laughs> like, Calgary, every time I go back, man, it's just like, it's, I swear, dude, it's a new city. Half the bars I've been there have been shut down. The new ones are up. Like, it's crazy. I can't keep up with it, dude. Dude, there's like, there's like, not even kidding. There's like four new communities that pop up, like almost every, like, two weeks man and then it's just like nicer nicer suburbs that just keep spreading further out i'm like this city is so big <laughs> like driving one end to the other now takes forever oh calgary's so like i the thing i laugh about it makes me wonder about calgary is like how did they ever make they made it so spread out to begin with and then yeah. now that it's like getting that added population it's like I, i'm you know what one thing about calgary they have the quadrant system i respect yeah. the quadrant yeah like the north yeah if you don't know what I mean by that, like, you know what I mean? The Northwest, yeah, Southwest, yeah. Southeast. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. fucking, that is so key, I think, for directions. Like, it makes, oh. it makes it so much easier to get around. Like, 
and I'm glad they did that at the city, the way it spread it out. But a lot of t- like I go to Toronto and two people give me directions. I'm like, fuck, like I don't have a clue no. what they're telling me. <laughs> but in Calgary, like, like if you that? understand the quadrants, you get it. Yeah, that's the best part is like you just kind of split it and have something. If someone says north, southeast or southwest or kind of thing, I'm like, okay, I know where like I have to go, like the general direction. Mm-hmm. But like I couldn't imagine a place like, yeah, no, we'll just go to Thompson Street off of Baker Avenue. You're like, what the what the hell? Yeah. Like <laughs> Or like when it's like some people will say like this certain neighborhood. I'm like, well, what if I'm not fucking from the city? I don't know. A hundred percent. Because yeah. if you ask them when they're from Toronto, they're like, uh, no, I'm from blah, 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 Oakville or Bell or Scarborough. Or I'm like this. I'm like, damn, like, I don't know where that is. If you showed me that, like, I mean, like, I'd have no clue. Oh, no, like, I love geography. It's always been one of my things. And I think especially from playing hockey growing up and looking at maps to see where all these different teams were. Yeah. Yeah, I have good geography. I, my geography to the normal citizen is in the 99th percentile, I would bet. Oh, money. for sure. But when you talk Toronto and – like I live in southern Ontario right now. When you talk Toronto, GTA, southern Ontario geography, it's such a shitstorm. I don't have a fucking clue where anything is. <laughs> like it's an walk, absolute – walk around in chaos. What, uh, are you going to come for Stampede if they have it? Have you decided? I, I fucking – I would like to come around then because if all things considered, I'm not playing hockey. I hope to be back in Calgary full-time this, this fall, winter. So we'll see. But I, I kind of laugh, man. Like, they've had everything closed for all this time. And, of course, now the stampede's going to happen. Like, when I heard that, the, my reaction, I just said out loud. I was right. Everyone around me, I was like, fuck you. That was my reaction. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. you. Of course it's going to go on. Like, yeah, we, we've, made, we've done nothing, but now you want to make all the money off us now this summer. You want to open that up. It's so, it's so crazy that it's like, yeah, we have to do everything. And then they're like, but we can't go two years without Stampede. It's not going to work. We're not going to let yeah. it happen, people. And I'm like, I'm like I, guess, I guess fair. Like, Paul Vickers, Cowboys, and guy owners, probably like, I need this. If you guys don't do this, Cowboys are going to be done. Like Cowboys probably would be done without it. Dude, like them missing a year. Think about them missing a year. Like I assume they lose out on ten million dollars at the. Because Cowboys Casino, man, they don't make. I don't know. I, I you would remember the perfect age when that place opened. Like we were eight. No, yeah, on the yeah, dot, yeah, yeah. Like legal on the dot. The moment yeah. that place got reopened as the new brand of Cowboys Calgary Casino. Yeah. But yeah. man, I can't. Like, I wonder. Well, especially with the pandemic, they're not doing good. But what do you, what do you think they've been like the last couple of years, Cowboys? There's, there's like the thing is, I think you're a Mount like, Royal guy. Remember, Tell me what the scene's like. Yeah. Okay. So remember, like you brought it up, like when that opened up, we were on our prime age, and like you would go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and like everyone's there that day. Time. Yeah. And like it's the same people. Like you would all, we'd all always be there. Like now. Like, you find on some days it's dead and some days it's not. Like, back when we went, there was no dead days ever, right? There never could miss a night. I knew – I remember I got to – you know what I mean when I say Brianne Shue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I got to have her – I got to bring her on the pod just to talk about this. One of my friends that I've known forever. But there was a span of four months when we, we were 19, and this was, like, around April to July. And I, this is, like, a legendary period. I always talk about it. She went – she went Friday and Saturday night for four months straight and literally didn't miss a night. Didn't miss one night. Like that's the kind of joint this was. Like Calgary felt like a small town. You knew everyone you yeah. ate. 
Yeah, you just go and to, you the just go to Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, you get in line, you go to Cowboys. You hopefully have a guest list, and then you pop on in, and it's just madness. But like now, the only times we went when we were at Mount Royal was like it make an event to be like, okay, we have a party bus. We're going this day, and like, but now especially Cowboys only really turns up at the tent too right uh, that 10 days of stampede where you know how it is when we're all walking around and you just run into every single person so you never end up playing with your friends anyway so you show yeah. up with doesn't even matter who you go to stampede with because no. you really enjoyed being with dude them. i'm convinced that you can show up by yourself and have a good time i think that would almost be the way to go because then you don't have that anxiety of like oh my whole crew's waiting for me to stop talking yeah. to this guy i haven't seen in years yeah 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 <laughs> I would love to go alone. I think that might be the way to go. Just the line might be a little, the line might be a You just get and be like, yeah, I'll just wait my turn. I'm just waiting my turn to get in this place like everybody else. But like, even if it, they said like, I love it. They're like, yeah, we need to have stampede. And I'm like, as if we're forcing it like this, but I was like, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. I'll absolutely partake if it's allowed. (laughs) Oh, hundred percent. Like I'm in, I'm in no way not going to partake in every of the 10 days if I can. <laughs> no way do I think the CDC is recommending that the stampede go forth. I love how they're like with social distancing guidelines. I'm like, with what? Like, have you ever been to a stampede? This is the polar opposite of social distance. Anything like I couldn't think like COVID might meet its nemesis at the stampede. Like the fucking COVID yeah, yeah. the last of our worries out there. Like, like think of the last time you were in that tent like with i was pissed on 100 percent. i had piss on me like a lot covid i'm not worried about covid19 i'm worried about human excrement on my body on my bumping your shoulder to shoulder with someone at all moments and then you get bumped everywhere you don't know what you're stepping in this ground is like dude did you ever see that video of like that one the the pool like the big puddle in the middle yeah and this guy just like takes a cup and like drinks the water and i was like he's dead i was like i was like this is why like covid has nothing on what's in that puddle no. like, that guy might have just killed himself <laughs> think about that smell in the ca- the nashville ah. tent on like that maybe the eighth day of stampede yeah. it's, it's <laughs> a completely enclosed area but it's it's it couldn't be wetter you're waiting like it, it's like you're wading through a river just to walk across the dance floor it's just beer spit shit ass who knows what's in there come probably you, like that's literally why you have to wear boots like i'm not you can't wear regular shoes strictly for it's like the ground is horrifically disgusting and i i have to sh- <laughs> you have to wear boots that you say that for some reason i know that there's a picture of you and me from a stampede like long ago pretty sure CJ Slowfest is it? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Carter Jensen was there. Carter Jensen right. yeah, too. And like, yeah. I straight up, it looks like I straight up pissed my pants. Like, I just have this <laughs> all over my pants, and like, it just looks. But no one cares at Stampede. Like, me pissing my pants. Like, you look to your right, like a guy just shit himself. Like, it doesn't look and that bad. Like, at and Stampede. it's like, and it's like an adult too. It's like a forty-year-old. Yeah, it's a, four, a forty-year-old shit his pants, himself. and he's shitting it in, in the Stampede. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't look. And that you're bad. like, you're like. Wow, that guy's worse than I am. That's not good. <laughs> oh, man. I have never, like, Stampede, man. I could go on. We should have, this could turn into a, just a Stampede episode. Like, there's nothing more magical than the 10 days of summer in Calgary, Alberta. It's nuts. I said I, I should, uh, like, I should ask the SPHL championship to come up on that day and just yeah, carry you get it around. The, you, get the cup, you get the President's Cup for a day? 
Uh, probably not since it's the old XC, but that'd be hilarious if I did. Imagine <laughs> you take it to Stampede. Everyone's like, what the fuck is that? They wouldn't even, half of them wouldn't even know what it is, but you're like, fuck you is what it is. This is champion. People drinking out of the trophy. I'm a champion. <laughs> you're scooping the piss water off the ground in fucking Nashville, <laughs> dumping on your head. That's funny. I like. And if I would, uh, if you get the cup for a day, I'm flying out. We're going to just like create this podcast into a vlog for a day. We're going to do. Yeah, we're going to day with we the, watch one of three. We can go around. We, it'd be like we'd go around asking people, like, if I know what this trophy is. They'd be like, do you want to touch hey, the president's know, cup? They'd be like, the president's what? And they'd be like, you heard me, bitch. The president's cup? And then they'd be like, what is that for? You don't know what league it's for? Take a guess. And they're going to go, uh... You, touch, you want me to touch Trump's cock, you fucking weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out of here. You Ameri- I'm like, I'm not American. Shit, dude. Um, it's so funny, man. Man, we could talk forever. I don't know how long we've been fucking going on for this, but Jamal, this has been fucking wicked, dude. This has been hilarious. Yeah, dude, it's always it's always a pleasure. Like I said, you always I love how we the funniest thing is that happens with me and you is like we'll always interact on Twitter based off like Spencer Galbraith tweets. Yeah. Like something'll happen and then it's like Benny shut up or it's like and then you come in. Yeah, I'm not going out to fall tonight. <laughs> like, no, that's this, that, you uh, Spencer Galbraith a guy from playing with the junior hockey, I only the only way I've kept in touch with him is just through the re- occasional Twitter reply every couple of yeah. weeks. It's been years. Yeah. I don't we, think I've had a real conversation with him in years. Dude, I know. Just like slight Twitter reply. And then we're like, uh, we're uh, going back and forth at each other for like a little bit and then just like leave it. And then like a few months goes by and then it happens again. Yeah. <laughs> And it's usually, we just recreate the same conversation basically every time. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, Jamal, this is the best. And, I mean, you're the first reoccurring guest. But, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to do this show until I'm fucking dead. Hopefully that's in a long time from now. So we'll definitely have to have you back on. This is always fun as shit. But uh, I'm going to press stop recording now. And episode number 38, interview segments in the bag. Folks, thank you for being part of this journey. Oh, he's a, he's a good guy. Always a pleasure catching up with him. Uh, he's one of those guys that um, I mean, we all have those people in our life that you, you've known for a really long time. And then now that you actually look back at it, you're like, holy shit, dude. I've actually known him for a while. Like, me and him go back to like Bantam hockey days. I knew him before Bantam. Like, that's like 12, 13, that's a long time ago. Played with him in junior. So it's always a pleasure having good folk onto the program. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna press it too much further here, folks, because I'm not sure how long this has all been after we cut it up and edited it. It'll probably be quite a lengthy one, uh, but it's been good. It's been good. Love doing these. It's been so much fun. Uh, work's been good. I've been enjoying working. Been feeling satisfied. Uh, the roofing game. You get to see some people in a different light. You know, you see the. I guess I've never been like a. Tra- I'm not gonna call myself a trades guy, but you know, you've never seen people like talking about their homes like their property and that's like the i guess that's what you're talking about business wise right you know that's the product they want worked on they want serviced is their home that's their product and hearing them in that aspect speak on it is just it's funny and then you get these interactions from you know neighbors and stuff who like you know they don't view you as a person they're viewing you as a tradesman as a laborer in that aspect when you know you're performing your job and sometimes like people's interactions towards people like that can be fucking hysterical like the other day I'm up on the roof and <clears throat> I'm stripping the roof and and I've always had like 
it's always bothered me when like people don't take care of their homes. You know what I mean? Like there's so many homes that it could be so beautiful, it could look so good, and they just clearly are just neglected and not cared for in any regard, and they look like hell. And it kind of like drives me nuts. And then I mean, I, I know for a fact too that a lot of the times these houses that people say this about and we feel this towards, they're probably tenants. And I've been a tenant myself too and I certainly wasn't the tidiest one, I'm sure. Certainly didn't care as much about my lawn or what it looked like on the property as it would have been a house that I owned. Can guarantee you that. But this lady out of what was going on, this house next door, working this house, this, this place is a fucking zoo. Like the backyard... Looks more like a zoo exhibit for the Canadian wildlands. Clearly there's dogs back there. Looks like a zoo enclosure. And hot tub, wide open, cover opened. Clearly had been snowed in all all winter. Looks like hell. Just like the house is not taken very good care of. Clearly not. But what's in the driveway? Immaculate, beautiful Chevy Silverado. Had to be a 2020. Might have been a 2021. Thing was mint. I'm up on the roof, I'm just stripping mine on my own, doing my job, working hard. And all of a sudden I hear someone muttering something to me and I, I look over and it's the neighbor in the driveway across and she's like, don't get any nails up on my driveway. And I'm like, well, I can't really hear, it's windy as shit. I'm like, pardon me, don't get any nails on my driveway. And I'm just like looking back at her and I just gave her the thumbs up. I'm like, thumbs up, man. Like, yeah, okay, I won't. First of all, like, what do you think, I'm fucking throwing them overhand? To your house? If I got fucking nails in your driveway, I think I got a little bit more problems than just your tires. She's like, yeah, if you pop these tires, you're going to have to pay for them. And I was just kind of laughing. I was like, I don't know if she's serious or she's joking. But then she made some joke about something, about a hippopotamus. It didn't make sense. I was already kind of rattled at this point. Like I was just like, what? Like I think she was clearly trying to be funny. But you know when people are like passive aggressive? Like it's a joke. Ah, but seriously, don't fuck up my tires. Like she was serious. I just wanted to lose it. For some reason, I just put my head down. I couldn't stop thinking about it for an hour. My head was like boiling as I'm like doing this work. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I wanted to be like, what it should have been like was, bitch, how about you get the fuck back in your car and you get to work and you get a couple more hours in your job so you can worry about making the payments before the fucking bank takes that truck off the goddamn driveway for you. All right? How about you worry a little bit less about the nails? Worry a little bit less about fucking more about your little fucking backyard situation back there. You might lose a pet in that thing, all right? Don't be worried about my nails and what we're doing up here on the roof, okay? Certainly doesn't con- does concern you, okay, sweetheart? Holy, and I, man, I, I get funny, man. Sometimes I get myself going. I'm just like, oh, fuck, I gotta get fired up. Literally for like an hour and a half after I heard that, I just put my head down and went to work and just let the thought of that situation just burn in the back of my mind. And I knew I was going to bring it up on this show. I did. The second it happened, I was like, well, she'll be getting addressed on the program. It's not a thing that should be feared. All these people that confront me in the real world. Yeah, well, you wrong me. There's a chance seven people might hear about it on a podcast that I produce. Semi-weekly. Could happen. Folks, this is number, episode number 38. I thank you for joining me. And we'll be talking to you very, very soon. Goodbye for now. Episode 38 might as well be dedicated to Pavel Dimitra. Guy was an absolute legend back in the day and unfortunately was a member of that team that unfortunately had the plane go down in Yaroslav, Russia in 2011. So Pavel Dimitra, we're thinking about you, buddy. You're a legend up there. Never forget. Folks, 
Thanks for being a part of this. This is a great show. This is a great program. And we're doing great things for you and the community around you. So thank you very much again for your listenership. For without you, we are nothing.